2: Locked On Sports Today.
3: The Heat obliterated the Sixers and have brought them to the brink of elimination. Meanwhile, the Suns are one win away from the Western Conference Finals. And why it's Manning over Brady when it comes to broadcasting a football game. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today.
2: Searching all All major sports. sports. Found Let's start with the biggest story.
3: The Miami Heat had the Philadelphia 76ers in a stranglehold in the Eastern Conference semifinals, at least until they didn't, dropping two straight games. And then Game 5 happened. And then, more specifically, the fourth quarter of Game 5 happened. The Miami Heat came out with a 120-85 win. And they now are a historically better than 80% chance to finish out this series. Joining me now from Locked On, Heat, Wes Goldberg, and Wes, there's been a lot of back and forth in this series. Mm -hmm. Was this more about variance or more about something that the Heat specifically did or, you know, on the the other side, something that the Sixers didn't do? I think it was a little bit
4: of everything. I think it was a little bit of wear and tear on the Sixers part, specifically on Joel Embiid. Um, You could just tell he was laboring in a way that he was not laboring in the last couple of games. Uh, His back was clearly bothering him. Um, He was not as aggressive in the post. He wasn't getting as close to the basket as he was uh, in those games in Philadelphia. So that's certainly part of it, just having that big man not being – as dominant as he was. And that limited what the Sixers could do, but also give credit to the Heat, right? Like, they, they came out with a different kind of game plan. They threw a little bit more zone at him. They, they bodied him up a little bit more um, in different areas. And uh, and mostly, I guess I'm burying the lead here, but their shooters made shots. Max Strus had 19 points. Um, you know, you had a bunch of people uh, making shots that they weren't making before. Uh, the formula from Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo was basically the same. Jimmy was leading the way uh, in almost every single way. And Bam Adebayo was playing great defense, switching everything, doing everything that he uh, does. Uh, the difference for Miami was like when they kicked it out to shooters, they made those shots. Um, I think we expected a return closer to their average, um, but it resulted in another blowout lot, uh, blowout win and has been a series of blowouts so far.
3: And this is the kind of game, if you're Miami, you go, this is who we are. Seven guys in double figures and just one player over 20 defend like madmen, and throw some junk defenses at them just because we can, because it's Eric Spolstra and we're going to scheme up some stuff that you're just not going to have answers for. And, and this seems like, even though it's not going to look this pretty every game, this is the formula for the Miami heat. If you're trying to put together a roadmap for them to go win a title,
4: Absolutely. Like I said, Jimmy Butler um, has shown to be a gamer throughout this entire series. Uh, He's been one of the best players in the playoffs so far. And I don't know that that gets enough attention, Um, but uh, also takes guys, uh, you know, playing their roles and playing it well. Uh, Tyler Hero did a good job coming off the bench and running some offense. So did Victor Oladipo. So did Gabe Vincent. I mean, this team, uh, they don't have the A1 star the way that Joel Embiid is or Giannis is. This is a team that needs its depth to be picked up that sometimes makes a degree of difficulty a little bit harder, not just because role players aren't as good as the star players and you can't rely on them every single game, but also because you're relying on more than just one player, right? Milwaukee can go out there and just be like, Giannis, please score 50 points. And we have a chance in this game <laughs> for, for the heat. It's just sort of like, all right, Jimmy Butler, we know what he's going to do. Bam out bio. We pretty much know what he's going to do. Uh, it's getting everybody else to sort of star in their roles, so to speak, and pick up the slack. That is the formula for the heat.
3: Thanks for making locked on today. Your first listen. Don't forget to check Check out Locked On NFL's reaction to the NFL Draft. Get our local and national host take on all the prospects, how teams approach the draft, and most importantly, who won the draft. That's Locked On NFL, Locked On NFL Draft, and of course your favorite NFL team's Locked On show. The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with all things NFL. Coming up, the Suns are a win away from advancing. Can they do it in Dallas on Friday?
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
3: Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. How about some playoff hockey lines for Wednesday? The Rangers are favored to avoid elimination tonight in New York against the Penguins. Bet Online likes the Rangers on the money line, minus 129. The Florida Panthers, meanwhile, have the edge to get the series advantage on the Washington Capitals. Bet Online really likes the Panthers to win, minus 210. And the Calgary Flames are looking good to get a win at home against the Dallas Stars. Bet Online puts the Flames at minus 208 to win. Bet Online where the game starts.
2: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
3: Former Jacksonville Jaguars kicker Josh Lambeau filed a lawsuit against the team on Tuesday, alleging that former head coach Urban Meyer created a hostile work environment, and he's seeking more than $3.5 million in lost salary and additional damages, according to a Tampa Bay Times report. The lawsuit alleges that Lambeau's performance suffered after he was verbally and physically abused by Meyer. It also claims that Meyer threatened to release Lambeau after Lambeau spoke up in his defense and that an employer striking an employee and threatening to do so again in retaliation is illegal. In Florida, you may recall that Lambeau said that Urban Meyer kicked him. Urban Meyer kicked the kicker. Urban Meyer just can't get away from Florida. The Maple Leafs took hold of their series with the Lightning. The Maple Leafs come from behind to beat the Bulls 4-3 to to take a 3-2
1: series lead on Tampa Bay. I'm Mike DiStefano from Locked On Leafs. Toronto dug themselves into a deep hole early down 0-2 after 20 minutes of play. They were horrendous in the opening frame and then things started to change a little bit. Toronto able to get a power play and score to cut the lead to one and then they started to really press and pour it on. Early in the third period, four-on-four hockey, Toronto scoring two goals, one for Morgan Riley, one for Willie Nylander, within just over a minute's time for them to take the first lead change of the entire series. Ryan McDonough would tie the game a few moments later, but then Austin Matthews, MVP chance soaring around Scotiabank Arena after he nets the game winner. 4-3, the Leafs would hang on to win this one and take a three. Two series lead.
3: The Hurricanes dominated the Bruins to take a 3 2 series lead. Hey there, Kaniacs. Jared Ellis
5: here, host of Locked On Hurricanes. And tonight, the Carolina Hurricanes absolutely dominated the Boston Bruins in game five of their Eastern Conference first round matchup. This was a must win game for the Hurricanes, and they absolutely showed out. Auntie Ronta had a stellar performance in between the pipes Seth Jarvis first multi-goal playoff game of his career the kid's only 20 years old and the Carolina Hurricanes power play was able to bounce back in a big way in this game after really stagnating in games three and four and the offense as a whole again bouncing back and being an absolute force to be reckoned with defense as well being stellar guys up and down the lineup chipping in whether it be on the score sheet delivering a big hit whatever it may be the Hurricanes were firing on all cylinders tonight in game five and now they look ahead to Thursday for game six to close out the series
3: and on the diamond Reed Detmers tossed a no hitter for the Angels over the Rays
6: what's going on everybody happy Detmers Day Reed Detmers no hits, the Tampa Bay Rays. It's John from Locked On Angels celebrating a no hit victory from our Halos. 12 to nothing against the Tampa Bay Rays. That is not an easy lineup to no hit against. And Reed Detmers, who's a rookie, has a long career ahead of him. He had the pitch mix working tonight. That curveball, that changeup, he had all of it looking sharp, looking great. And the game got wild. It was 12 to nothing, the final score, and in the bottom of the eighth, they had Brett Phillips come in to pitch. All-star pitcher Brett Phillips. And the Angels were like not trying. I mean, Mike Trout hit a home run, Shohei hit a double, and then Anthony Rendon bat left-handed and hit a home run, which was crazy. His first career at bat as a lefty. But the story tonight is young Reed Detmer is getting that no hitter. He'll go down in the history books as the 12th no hitter in Angels history. Man, feels good to be a halo right now.
2: Here is another story you need to know.
3: The Phoenix Suns win game five against the Dallas Mavericks 110 to 80 in what has historically been an enormous swing in these series teams that win game five, win over 80%. Of the series, the Phoenix Suns, who had been a terrific team all regular season, now look to be in control of this series, despite the fact that Chris Paul has not looked himself. Joining me now from Phoenix, Brendan Clean, host of Locked On Suns. And and Brendan, this was a Suns team that shakes off a sluggish uh, game four. And comes out and looks every bit like the team that we saw most of the regular season without chris paul he scored just seven points in this game how were the Suns able to make up the difference
7: a few things and i think a lot of it was them not shooting themselves in the foot this is a team that allegedly never beats itself but we saw them do that in games three and four in dallas what they did in this one was control the pace of the game the team that has controlled the pace has won every game of this series. They ran on 15 plus percent of their possessions tonight. They limited Dallas's shooters, just playing a little smarter, playing with a little bit more effort on that side, especially after about midway through the first quarter, Monty Williams calls a timeout, and that that finally got them to kick into gear and slow the Mavs down. The The Mavs had a 14-point third quarter. They were just sluggish and not themselves. Obviously, the Mavs did not, uh, did not do themselves any favors. Luka did not have a great game, but... The Suns were just again able to control the pace. They got a brilliant performance out of Devin Booker, and that's been their recipe. They just they just own so many facets of the game that it, it makes it really hard for teams to break through. We really saw that. I mean, only 80 points for Dallas. That that says it, you know, right there.
3: And and Phoenix also won in ways that you may not otherwise expect. They were plus 12 in the rebounding game. They were plus 20. What what was different for DeAndre Ayton tonight? Because he also was was a big reason here, controlling what was happening inside. He had 20 and nine, and has been someone who I think Suns fans and and NBA watchers have gone, hey, can this guy uh, dominate a matchup,
7: please? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the thing with Ayton, he's going to benefit from pace a lot because those are going to be the areas where he can slip in and get some easy buckets. I also think Chris Paul playing better and actually being on the floor, which he was not able to do in foul trouble in game four. uh, That helps because that's the guy feeding Aiton a lot. And then you also saw, especially in the second half, Dallas was blitzing on the pick and roll. They were sending the big man defender out on Chris Paul and Devin Booker trying to get the ball out of their hands. That's going to leave that short roll pass, the little drop off pass to the big man open. We saw Chris Paul do that with Blake Griffin a hundred thousand times in, in Los Angeles. Aiton has, has made really big strides there and he was much better catching the ball and, and doing the right thing with it, whether that was scoring or, or passing it in this game and, and punishing the Mavs for that. It's just the Suns present you, when Ayton is playing that way, the Suns present you with a lose-lose set of options in uh, your pick-and-roll defense and that's what happens, 110 is uh, is a not a fun number to, to get hung on you in a slow-paced game and the Suns just did not really screw up in many of those possessions, they just relentlessly executed and, and came out with the W.
3: Coming up, just because you're the greatest on the field does not mean you will be the greatest on the mic. It's playoff season in the NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball is underway. You're going to need a snack that doesn't break your diet. Look no further than Built Bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's 100% real chocolate, yet they still manage to make it low-calorie, high-protein. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High-protein, low-calorie, high-fiber, low-carb. Have you tried Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out. One of the best tasting Built Bars out there. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. Think about what I just said protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate at Built Bar. They're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off. At built.com. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. And now, you could win on Sleeper by playing their new Daily Fantasy Over Under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players in Daily Fantasy Over Under. You can take points in basketball, hits in baseball. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times your entry. The main reason I'm excited about Daily Fantasy Over Unders on Sleeper is that It's the only place where you can join your friends' contests and play together. I already have the Sleeper app. I use it for my fantasy football leagues. So this makes it even more easy for me to talk trash about how lame their bets are and how much better mine are. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new daily fantasy over-under game. Have fun with your friends and win. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON today, and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100 Again, download Sleeper, then use promo code Locked On today when you deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Tom Brady reportedly has a contract to become Fox Sports' new lead football analyst upon his retirement. For a reported 10 years, $375 million. Football fans cannot escape Tom Brady. But as Peacock and Williamson discuss, just because you're the greatest on the field doesn't necessarily mean... You'll be the greatest in the booth.
4: Does anyone tune in because Brady's going to be the announcer? <laughs> you know what I, I mean?
0: That's where I go with this. I feel like yeah. it's wasted money by some of these networks. And to be honest with you, most people are tired of these highly paid broadcasters and looking for alternate ways to hear alternate voices. That's what makes the Manning cast so refreshing because it's yeah, not point. in broadcasters. And uh, I, I agree with you. I would, I would, pref- if I was to choose based on broadcasters, which game I was going to watch and we don't get Madden Summerall anymore, which would have been number one. We talked a little bit about that off the uh-huh. air, and that's the last time I really cared who was broadcasting a game all that much. I, I would choose Manning. I was over- also ten, right? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I, I, young man, a young young kid, mostly. And if I was to choose, I would choose Manning over Brady. There's a, mm-hmm. I don't know if Brady has the greatest charisma, and obviously there's a ton of knowledge there, but I mean, I'm not going to be tuning in any to any games because Brady is broadcasting it. And I don't tune in because Troy Aikman is broadcasting and I don't tune in for, um, for Joe Buck. I don't turn in, tune in for Tony Romo. So I don't know why they're paying all this money. I guess you got to pay him a lot to just get them to do the job period. Maybe that's part of it. But, and I don't, I think there might be some, because look, this is the, this is the way I've always thought of things in the, in the NFL, especially because it's look coaches, coach, Scouts scout, players play, broadcasters broadcast. Just because you're good at one doesn't mean you're good at the other. We've seen really good coaches screw up the the roster building process, right? We've seen really good players not be good broadcasters the all-time leading rusher in the nfl was the worst broadcaster of all time right it's so that that's <laughs> that's what you, you you're not always great at both and some people are great at both but just because you're good at one doesn't mean you're good at the other and we get a lot of pushback all the time you talk about the draft oh what do you know you're not a gm or a coach what do you know about the draft It's like have you followed how bad coaches and gms are at actually drafting um so Anyway, um, I I do think that sometimes people can go out of their lanes and just because he's famous and was a really good player and clearly he's married to the game because he's he's already got a deal for what he's going to do after his career with football and it involves football. Um, You know, I, I don't expect a lot from Brady to be this amazing, greatest of all time broadcast.
3: Decades it has been, you have to get the star quarterback in the booth and Troy Aikman was the guy. Until Tony Romo was the guy. And then there was Drew Brees. He turned out to not be much of a guy, at least in the booth, despite being an all time great player. A better player, for example, than Tony Romo and Troy Aikman, but he is not compelling television. Then Peyton Manning comes out, and he and Eli have the Manning cast. They do interviews, they do breakdowns, they tell jokes, they have a blast. And now every network is going to be looking for their Manning cast. Now, is this Tom Brady move in search of a Manning cast? It doesn't seem like it. It seems like he's going to play a very traditional role in the broadcast. And if that's the case, what is the money for? Because I'm not tuning in or tuning out of a game because Tom Brady is on the call. I've been watching Tom Brady play football for 20 years. Why do I need to spend more time with Tom Brady? It doesn't make any sense, but the man cast worked. So if you can get arguably a bigger name, I guess you're going to have to pay a premium for it, and inflation is hitting everything, so why not announcer salaries? Uh, this is uh, it's this is absurd. It is absurd, and I would I would bet you 375 million dollars I'll give it to you in an IOU that Tom Brady does not see 10 years of this contract. And finally, in today's, this name and likeness thing is getting out of hand. Jeffrey Kessler, a lead attorney for the athletes in the House versus NCAA, says he is happily monitoring the situation with the NCAA tightening NIL guidelines. The only basis, he says, you could have for going after that concern would be some claim that it was necessary to preserve competitive balance. But the problem in that argument is that it has already been established that there is no competitive balance in FBS football or Division One basketball. And if there is no balance, there is no balance to preserve. The NCAA Board of Directors may have opened a can of worms instead of clarifying that murky NIL picture with their decision Monday to restrict any type of payment for attendance deals to recruit. Leave it to the NCAA to make it even worse. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen. Now go make your second listen. Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Coming up Thursday, can the Grizzlies stave off elimination? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.